If you have the patience and the time and the energy to tweak it and play with it and be in the long game for it and really understand what's working and what's not, that's when it's it's almost like you hit this this momentum. This is what happened to us. It's like when the podcast started really hitting and there was enough content on there and then we knew how to we kept testing our sales page and we kept testing our videos. It's like once you get that right combination, it it really does feel like magic. And then the momentum of the referrals if you have a really good program. This is the Fighting Entrepreneur. The podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to change the world. Learn how to start, build, and scale a business in today's highly competitive business environment. Here's your host, the fighting entrepreneur, Anik Singhal. What's up, you crazy fighting entrepreneurs? All right, this episode's a little different, all right? It's your favorite person here in the whole wide world, Anik Singhal. Why am I sounding weird? I just got done interviewing... (laughs) an amazing entrepreneur and she just gave it all away, showed exactly her business, what it is. $37 million a year. This year we'll probably do 50 million using the simplest business model. And it was one that I had been wanting to funnel hack for a long time. So having her on to do this was amazing. So she was our keynote speaker at the Copy and Funnel Summit and she's allowed us to release her talk out on this podcast. So that's exactly what you're about to listen to is my interview of her for the keynote of Copy and Funnel Summit. She's gonna reveal to you exactly traffic sources, marketing strategy, funnel, uh, product prices, product strategy, everything she's using to take a business that went from like 10 to like 20, then 27 to 37, and to now this year we'll do $50 million and she works three days a week. It's insane. I love it. Um, One of my favorite episodes I've ever probably done and it's coming up right now. So I'm going to listen to it. All right. Hey, listen, make sure you go to learn.com, L-U-R-N.com, join the revolution. Make sure you go to onicpodcast.com and binge listen to all of our episodes. And if you're on YouTube right now, click subscribe, click the thumbs up icon and everyone. Now let's go listen to the interview I did with Brooke Castillo. Thank you for that. Man, I'm excited. So I'm going to skip all the pleasantries and dive right in to our keynote here who has so graciously given us her time. I'm actually personally very excited and I almost kind of feel like I'm in the presence of a celebrity because she follows me around. Brooke, you follow me around on Facebook. I actually, a big part of this, (laughs) a big part of this interview Today is going to talk about your your ad strategy is completely different than anyone else I've seen. I can just tell. Um, I've never spoken to anyone on your organization or you about this except for today, and I'm excited to do that. For those of you who are listening in, I know this is about copy and funnels, and you're wondering why we're going to talk about ads because it all plays together. Um, those of you who don't know Brooke, you will soon. I'm sure she's going to start retargeting you now that you're listening to her voice. I promise you it's going to happen. Um, so, uh, Brooke Castillo, everybody is, who's here with us today. She is one of the most impressive entrepreneurs I've had a chance to run past or run by. It's really an honor today to be here talking to you and Brooke, I have a bunch of questions, but what you don't know is these questions were sent in by my team. So I actually have individuals on our team that are very excited about this and wanted to make sure I asked you a few things, certain things that help them in their job at Learn. And um, everyone, she is the founder of the Life School Coach. Um, Life she's, School. She, 
yeah. life coach school, sorry. Um, life coach school. So she has built one of the largest operations in teaching people how to become life coaches. And it's just, I have watched now from about two, two and a half years, Brooke. And I have just seen you guys scale like none other. Um, check out her life coach school podcast. Amazing. That's also been going, going through the, uh, the roof where you're going to get her website. We're going to talk about her business model, dive right in. Bottom line is she's built a company from the ground up. It's scaled every year. Here's what I love. And here's what I'm going to be kind of digging deeper into Brooke. You have a simple, 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 simple business model. I heard you two plus years ago. I checked you out last week before I was prepping for this interview. You didn't change much. It's still the same two products. You talk about, you know, you don't do fancy deals. You don't do fancy sales. You don't launch 15 products. You keep it simple. You keep it straightforward. Your funnel is simple. And I'm, I'm jealous because mine isn't. I'm just being honest with you. Mine is all over the place. And so we are in an effort to actually, we're simplifying. So this is a very selfish interview. Brooke, let's dive right in. Talk, please do share your business model. And everyone, we're going to get into her funnel. We're going to get into ads and all the, but first understand her business. So take it away, Brooke. Yeah. So I purposefully decided to do a very simple, clean business model. So um, and the motivation for it is, is kind of funny. So initially I was just, there was a period of time where when I first started out, I was just a life coach and I was just coaching one-on-one -on -one clients. Then I went to groups and as my business got more successful, a lot of clients wanted to become coaches. They wanted to use my material. They wanted to, um, you know, kind of implement the stuff that I was teaching them with their clients. So that's when I started the school. And I kind of moved away from my one-on-one -on -one clients and started just certifying coaches. And my business was doing very well. Um, I had lots of students that wanted to become life coaches. Like 14 years ago, it was like everything was booming for life coaches. And we've just been growing ever since then. And as my business became more successful, I got a lot of feedback. Well, yeah, it's easy for you to be successful because you have kind of a business opportunity that you're selling. You're basically selling certification and then that, you know, helps people go make money. And that kind of pissed me off a little bit because I was like, marketing is marketing is marketing. And it just because you're selling something that makes money doesn't mean you can't make money in this industry if you don't have a business opportunity. That is the reason I started my membership program is because I was a little bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to demonstrate that, hey, you can make money as a life coach selling life coaching coaching clients. And so I started a membership. So that's my self-coaching scholars. That is the part of my business where I simply coach and I have coaches coaching in that group, but it's not for people who want to become coaches. It's for people that just want help with their mind. So that's half of my business, self-coaching scholars, coaching clients. And then the other half is still the certification program where I'm actually training people to be coaches and they complement each other very beautifully and they both do very well. We leave a tremendous amount of money on the table. I am aware of this. People like to inform me of this as if I don't know it. I know that this is true. I know that I could launch a lot of other programs and make a lot more money. I choose to have a very simple business model, keep it very clean. Everybody pays the same price. I don't have any affiliates. It's always the same price for self-coaching scholars, which is $297 a month 
or for certification, which is currently $21,000 for the six month and then ongoing year long program. So that's how clean and simple my business is. And that's why I think we've been able to scale and grow because we don't change our products. If we want to be creative and change things up, we do that in our marketing, although we don't do much of that either. Everything is pretty, if it works, we don't break it. We don't try and change it. We just keep going with what's working. That's amazing. Uh, now, here's the thing, everybody. Hearing the simplicity of the business model sounds interesting, but it just gets very interesting when you hear the numbers. So, Brooke, I and I don't know the answer to this. I wanted to get the react. What is your revenue? Like, I know you've been growing a lot, but wh where are you as a company financially? So we're on track and what we want to do is 50 million this year. Last year, we did 37 million. Year before that, we did, I think, 27. <laughs> Year before that, we did 17. It's just been insane, the scale. And that is with the same business model. Yeah. With those that, two that, products, yeah. I, I am speechless, and it's really difficult to make me speechless. Anyone who's been interviewed by yeah. me knows that. Everyone, I, I, Brooke, I don't know if you are leaving money on the table. I would actually ask if you could leave some for the rest of us because that's, in, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's a lot of growth for a simple model. So we've got to get into that. If anyone didn't hear that correctly, so one last time, last year's revenue was 37 million. This year you're hoping for about 50. And my goal, my ultimate goal, my ultimate dream is 100 million within, I made this goal a couple of years ago. I wanted to make 100 million within one year in 10 years. And so I'm two years into that. Um, and I'm not in a hurry. I'm not yeah. trying to win any races. I just... Um, I, and I like to work three days a week. I like to stay very focused. I like to keep a very lean, clean business. And so, um, and I like to stick to those two products. We offer other things sometimes um, just for fun, but nothing that interferes with our like main. So, um, so there's just so many questions I could ask there. First of all, like there's so many people that would have this, this preconceived notion of, oh my God, the life coaching isn't that big of a market. Well, you know, that's pretty big. What do you think? Okay, well, hold on. So you're you've got two funnels, right? You've got well, even you don't really have funnels. Like I've clicked your stuff, I go from ad to straight sales page to your two ninety seven a month. It's not you don't have like a webinar or like you know crazy sales videos. So let's I guess let's talk a little bit about your funnels now. So you've got two product offerings. I let's say the person listening right now they see you. How, how does a journey, talk me through the customer journey, how you're getting them to convert into these pretty high cost products, $2.97 a month. I mean, it's not low ticket by any means. Um, what are you doing? How are you getting customers to give you this much money? So my philosophy, um, I was actually really influenced by some work I did with Todd Brown and he, talking about aggressive acquisition. And um, one of the things that I started to think about is, if I was willing to be so aggressive on my acquisition that I was willing to use self-coaching scholars, which is my client program, if I was willing to break even on that membership program and then everyone from there that I sold into certification would just be pure profit, I wouldn't have an acquisition fee from that, um, that would be a beautiful business model for me. And most people don't think about acquisition as aggressively as I do. And so if you think about it, 20, uh, $297 a month selling someone into that program, um, if I would break even on that, that's a lot of money to be willing to spend on marketing. And so mm -hmm. initially what I had was just a traditional book funnel. 
I had a book funnel with an upsell that was selling the membership at the end. And what I, uh, and we still do have a couple of book funnels and we have um, kind of an unstuck funnel that you would, you would get through through an ad and Facebook, you wouldn't get through it if you went straight to my site. Um, and that's a video series that we share before you get into self-coaching scholars. But I would say that my main marketing program is my podcast. Most people find me either through referral or through podcast or searching for a life coach school. And then they go to the sales page for um, self-coaching scholars and literally sign up from that space. And that is the beginning of my funnel, what I consider my funnel for certification. Because once you're in my self-coaching uh, scholars program, you're hearing a lot about certification. You're getting indoctrinated to all of our ideas. We're selling you on becoming a life coach. You're seeing lots of people doing coaching and living this life that we're living. And so a, a significant portion of the people that then end up signing up for certification are coming through that program. So even though that's a program we're making money on, I do consider part of it, um, it as part of my funnel for certification. So podcast, self-coaching scholars, and then we have a three-part video series, actually a four-part video series to sell certification that also has like a written brochure within that. There are people that simply come to my site, watch those videos, and don't even sign up for scholars, just immediately sign up for certification. Some of them have not ever listened to the podcast. They just want to be coaches and they just sign up. That is more of the exception to the rule. The typical path for someone is podcast, self-coaching scholars, watching the video series, and then signing up. We do not have a sales team. You don't talk to anyone on the phone. You can call our customer service and speak to them, but we don't have salespeople that are selling you on the program. It's simply all automated through all of the free education that we give you up front and through self-coaching scholars as part of the process. Got it. All right. So we're going to unpack this because you said something earlier and I'm going to connect it to your funnel. Let's see if I make the connection crop properly. When you were talking about your mission to hit a hundred million, you said, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a hurry, you know, and I, when I was looking at your funnel, so this is me looking at your funnel a year and a half ago. Now, this is me self-proclaimed. I'm confessing. I'm direct marketer. I need to calm down. Like when someone comes into my funnel, I am like bouncing off the walls. Like, okay, we got to convert them. I'm that person. I build funnels for conversion. I'm all about at cart value, you know, ROAS, return on ad spend. And lately that part of Onyx has been calming a lot down. To me, it sounds like that part doesn't even exist inside of you. So, cause one of the things I saw, Brooke, we can spy on your ads, right? We can go to ads manager on Facebook and see what you're doing. You got so many ads going to your podcast. And I'm thinking, I'm like, who does that? And so my thought process here is you, the reason you take people straight to your sales page and the reason you're like, here's my prices, I don't care, is because they've probably listened to you for weeks, months, and you've just slowly won them over by being you. And so at that point, price doesn't matter, right? Like, for example, we had a joke. You said, the reason you agreed to even do this talk is you said Alex asked you to do it. And you're like, I do anything Alex asks me to do. That's how we are, right? Like, so you get to a, that relationship with the person who's listening to you. They don't care what it costs. They're just like, all right, that's it. I want more Brooke. 
is that is that is that why you're running so much of your ads to your podcast is is you know is your podcast kind of the entry point of your funnel i think you said that but did i summarize that correctly did i miss anything people see our ads and then you know the best way that we sell to people especially my audience like I am a very aggressive marketer, so I actually like aggressive marketing. I like going through a Russell Brunson funnel and buying 700 upsells. I'm all in. My audience, when I tried to do that with a book funnel, was not impressed. They did not like mm. these upsells. They didn't understand it. It's just a bit, you have to understand what your audience wants. And my audience really, um, in order to sign up for 297 every month or to sign up for a $21,000 program, they have to know, like, and trust me. And so we have found that most of the people that are our best customers that do the best in our programs are people that have listened to the podcast or have joined self-coaching scholars to become familiarized with the material and what they're actually going to be learning in certification. So that's why we send a lot of people to the podcast initially so they can you know, as Frank Kern would say, get indoctrinated into our material and what we're selling. And then it really does just sell itself. Because when you can give people results ahead of time, when you can give them relief from their emotions or access to new results that they haven't been able to achieve before, and you're patient enough to let that process happen, then that's, I think that long game ends up you know, being a huge benefit. I think when you're like, I return on ad spend has to be, see, I give myself three months for a return on ad spend through scholars where most people want to have it immediately. And so they're not willing to spend as much upfront and they want to make it back quicker. So they limit their growth by doing that. Now you have to keep an eye on your cash flow and you have to make sure your ads are working. You have to make sure your podcast is good. But if all those things are aligned, that's when you can really play the long game. As man, everyone, if so, here's the deal. I will release this interview out on my podcast in the future. Go back and listen to it again because that little monologue she just had, there's so much valuable information in that. And I want to unpack some of it. So, first of all, you really spoke to know your audience. Super, super true. I mean, is it safe to assume your audience is mostly women? That's kind of what I've taken away, right? So you're talking more heartfelt marketing, more connection needed, takes longer to build that trust and faith. I mean, everyone just look at, you know, look at that. Now you just hit something really interesting is you said you're willing to spend three months, you're willing to wait three months to break even. So if your first product that you're looking to break even on is the scholars program, so you're essentially willing to spend $900 to acquire yeah. a buyer. Yeah. Wow. Which so, I mean, if you think about this, it's like, this is what I said. I remember one time I was teaching a class to my students and I said, Hey, if you could go in and spend, you know, put $900 in an ATM and get $21,000 back, <laughs> or even if you could get, a thousand and five dollars back. How often would you put that thousand dollars in? Right. And the, you know, people yeah. are like, well, a little bit or some, it's like all your money all day, all the time, as long yeah. as you can set it up. So you're making money on the back end and you have the space to do it. Yeah. It is an ATM machine it, and you have to be adding value, obviously, because otherwise it's not sustainable. 
No, you're 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 100% right. This is a exercise that's becoming really almost necessary for those of you who are listening. Ad costs are going one way. That's up. They're not going to go down. They're just going to go up, okay? And so companies like Agora will come out and say they're willing to spend 6 months to break even. Now that that's that's out there, right? So at Learn, one of the things I've had to do is cuz I got so spoiled from 2-3 years ago where you could make, you know, 50% profit on the first day. Now, one of the exercises we just started here is we're running all of our data. And I said, okay, everyone, tell me what our scenario would look like if we could go 60 days break even. And what I'm already seeing is the team's looking at me and going, oh my God, please let us go. Like, holy moly, we've barely scratched the surface. And so for everyone who's listening, start, you know, start here. And as you build up your cash flow, loosen the noose on that acquisition cost. Would you say, Brooke, that mindset right there, would you say that's a big part of this ridiculous growth you've been having that's been like 30% a year? It's a huge part. I think there's two mistakes people make. I think they're in too much of a hurry to get their funnel up and start making money. So they don't take Mm -hmm. time to, um, allow it to grow. So like, for example, if you first start a podcast, like when I first started my podcast, no one was listening to, right. You know, when you first start a funnel, it's not going to work. And if you have the patience and the time and the energy to tweak it and play with it and be in the long game for it and really understand what's working and what's not, that's when it's, it's almost like you hit this, this momentum. This is what happened to us. It's like when the podcast started really hitting and there was enough content on there. And then we knew how to, we kept testing our sales page and we kept testing our videos. It's like, once you get that right combination, it, it really does feel like magic. And then the momentum mm-hmm. of the referrals, if you have a really good program. And I think yeah. that's the other thing is we have such a good program that the referrals based on that program really perpetuate the results that the people get in our program perpetuate the increased sales. No, it makes, makes amazing sense. Um, do you have any rough idea? I'm going to ask you a crazy question and I don't expect you to have an answer to it, but do you have rough ballpark of how long someone is in your ecosystem before they give you your their first money? So for example, a rough ballpark, have you ever done a survey on like people listen to your podcast for two months or two weeks or three weeks before they're like, okay, I love Brooke. I want to give her money. Any we idea there? We don't have the, we don't know how long they're listening to the podcast, but we know like once they get onto our list, it's like about approximately three months to, for, to sign up for certification. For certification. What about scholars? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what that number is okay. for scholars. Got it. But listen, even the three months part like that, that, that's, that's huge. So everyone, you can yeah. see she's totally doing relationship marketing. I mean, absolutely in combination yeah. with the other things. You know, obviously there's some people that sign up immediately and there's some people that the fascinating stat for me when I started looking at those numbers were some people were a year, two years, sometimes even three years mm. before they signed up. And so that was really interesting to me. It's like, if we just yeah. keep considering, Hey, there's all these people on our list that will buy someday. We need to keep taking care of them. Yeah. Um, how long do people typically stay on your scholars program? I'm because most, six months, most of the time months. six months. Okay, great. Um, and I had heard you once in an interview. I'm curious if this is still true. You said you don't do any one pays, annual pays, anything like that. Just stick to that's the it's every it month. Makes it's, it complicated. It yeah, makes it complicated. All right, perfect. There's the money on the table though, right? That's where people yeah. say, oh, you're leaving so much money. If This is what people tell me all the time. If you had a sales team, if you had a year program, you'd get all that money upfront offering discounts yeah. and if you took affiliates. And it doesn't mean that I don't wanna consider those things. I just feel like I wanna make sure the stuff I'm doing right now is perfected before I start adding more stuff. And we have so much room 
to still grow within the marketing and the products that we have. So I just want to keep my eye focused on the ball. So when they tell you that next time, Brooke, just have a little picture of me on your shoulder saying, leave some for the rest of us. So it's okay. You don't have to take every penny being offered. That's amazing. Your growth is ridiculous. I actually completely disagree with anyone who's ever told you that because the results are, your results are way better than those people that are telling you that. Just FYI, ask them. And it's usually people making less money than me that tell me that. Less and their growth rate. See, I love that you're making a ton of money. I get that. But having a company that's in the tens of millions, I really respect your growth rate. It's hard to grow at that pace when you're in the 10, 20, 30 millions. It, it's difficult. And when you're growing that fast at those numbers, it just shows you've dialed the system in, which is why I'm focusing so much on your funnel and systems, because that's where I'm most curious. Um, so you've talked a lot about your podcast. So let's talk about your podcast. How many, do you know any stats right now? I know you're ranking high though, because I come across it a lot of times as I'm checking my own podcast out. How many episode downloads you're getting per week, per month, any stats on your podcast today? And then I want to talk about what you did to grow it since it's such a big part of your business now. Um, Oh my gosh. I always get the stats messed up. It's like 80 million or it's ridiculous. It's really high in terms of total downloads. Um, We're always like within the top 20 uh, business podcasts, when I, which I think is hilarious because, you know, they categorize your podcast based on, um, there's like three different ones. And I, I think I put like school in there and then they put business, but I'm always ranked high in the, in the business, even though I'm always talking about mentality and, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of your mindset around business. But I think that's the most, I actually think that is the most important part of business. And we're about to come up on 400 episodes and, um, the thing that's really cool, and I think the reason why we get so many downloads too, is people will go back to the beginning and listen to the whole thing because it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of timeless. It's not, mm. I'm teaching business, but I'm not teaching business tactics that, you know, are going to be outdated. They're like sure. mind, mind um, philosophies when you're looking at your business. And so, and also just your life. So take me back though, today, your podcast, sure. I'm sure you've got a big list. You've got a big ad budget you're throwing. I, what I do like, and I don't do this. I I have a podcast. I love it to death. Um, but I don't focus all my marketing on it. I I wonder if I took all of my ad budget, put it on that. Holy moly, you know, we would skyrocket, but take me back a few years when you first launched it. How did you grow it? Did you right from day one say, okay, we're doing Facebook ads to it. Um, how did you kind of get the traction? We didn't run um, Facebook ads at all. My podcast grew organically. That okay. was crazy. It was like word of mouth. There weren't as many podcasts when I started. You know, it was, I don't know what, eight years ago. It just, I was just wasn't. Gonna say, when did you start it? It wasn't as competitive. Ago. So, I mean, I have 400 episodes. So what is that? One, two, three, four. Yeah, eight. eight. Right? Is it one yeah. episode a week? Yeah, one episode a week. Yeah. Okay. So so, um, it grew organically. And then as we started getting so many customers telling us, oh, we're coming from the podcast, we're coming from the podcast, then we started directing people to the podcast. Okay. So in your funnel right now, if if I'm someone who has no clue who Brooke is, first of all, I guess I'm probably not even going to be targeted because I'm not really your demographic. But if I've clicked your link or so, I I will be. But let's just say- And we will follow you. (laughs) 
Oh, trust me, I know. Um, and actually, <laughs> I studied for it. you. <laughs> yeah, I studied it closely. One of the things that you do that's brilliant is you're retargeting changes every week. Mm. So you're hitting me with different messages every week, trying to get me back. I got it. Like one was pulling on one string for a week, and then eventually you're like, "All right, that string's not doing it for him. So let's move to this other string. Let's pull this one." But let's just say I don't know who you are, and I'm part of your original, like you know, the outside of your funnel. Is, am I gonna, let me articulate this. You tell me if I'm, I'm, if I'm right. You're gonna hit me with an ad, content-y ad. It's gonna take me to your podcast. You want to deliver value up front. You're not gonna take me into a funnel, into an opt-in or any of that. Then once I hit your podcast page, that's when you're gonna go to work. You're gonna start doing the retargeting and really over the course of a few weeks, get me into your list, hit me up with all your podcast episodes and just kind of surround me. But that first connection you have with me is not gonna be a click here, go opt in. It's more of a, here's my podcast. Did I summarize that correctly? Yeah, I mean, we kind of have three different angles. We have the podcast angle where we're trying to send you to listen to the podcast. We also have a self-coaching scholars funnel where we take you, we call it our unstuck funnel. It's basically, hey, do you feel stuck in your life? We can help you and we take you to an opt-in video series to join scholars that way. And then we also have one that's just direct to someone who wants to become a life coach. And we take you to a page where you opt in for a four-part video series there as well. So for those other two though, do you go cold market with them or do you stick to your retargeting? No, audience? we do. We go cold market to them. You too. go cold market yeah. with that. Okay. Got it. So there you go, everyone. Three funnels, nice and simple. Her first one just goes straight to podcast. The second one is an opt-in funnel with a video series behind it. And that video series is leading to a sale for the scholars program where remember she's willing to spend 900 bucks to get someone to give her 300. And the third funnel is just straight $21,000. Um, now I noticed that you take a lot th that you allow people to pay that in payment plans. So it's like seven payments of $3,000 for your certification. I wanted to talk to you about that because, um, do, do, do you get a portion of people who pay you up front? Do you even allow only that? Or is they, it only just... if they ask. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you find a pretty strong completion rate or do you find a, a pretty, is there a certain abandonment rate that you expect like two months, three months, four months, and it's then they like stop or 2%. It's ridiculous. Wow. So 98% of the people will just continue and they'll finish those seven payments. That that's gotta be the relationship you've built with them because but here's the other thing I'll tell you is we don't have a sales team. So right. it, we're not convincing people. We're not doing any hard sales tactics. Could we have way more people in there? Yes, of course we could. If we did cold calls and selling and all of that, and we'd have a much higher abandonment rate. And so I'm not saying that that's not a good idea and that we won't do that sometime. But the reason why that's so low is because it really is such a soft sell on the front. Yeah. You're, there, there's nobody convincing you of anything. It's a very, you know, gentle yeah. sell, so to speak. No, I, I that, that's why I was saying I, I the 98, that 98 percent completion number is just insane. So anyone who's listening like that's just, you know, if, she, if I didn't know Brooke and she told me this, I would flat out be like B.S. She's lying to me. But I, since I know I, Brooke the only reason I know that number is I just asked. I'm like, how many people don't, aren't able to pay us at the end? How many people try to drop out? And she was like, it's like one to two percent. I was like, you've got to be. That's amazing. Yeah, that's and that has to be the relationship. So what's really interesting, what I'm loving here is. Brooke taking that time early on to build that relationship and not go for the sale is just paying in such ridiculous dividends long-term that man, just deal with the short-term pain of whatever there is. Yeah. Um, Aggressive acquisition. I mean, that really did originally come from Agora. Todd Brown is the one that taught it to me, but yeah. 
for me, I just, as soon as I heard this whole concept, it just like clicked, like whoever can pay the most for the customer is going to win and yeah. having a great product. Cause I have a lot of friends that try to mimic my marketing, but it's not just my mark. I mean, my marketing, and a lot of people are like, I don't even know how your marketing works, but it's because my product is good. That's mm -hmm. the other piece. Like once you get into my product, I'm going to take very good care of you. So I can tell you this, having been doing this now for 20 years and I have made a degree of studying funnels and studying marketing and psychology of it. If anyone wants to copy your marketing, it is not, you need six months minimum before you could say, is it working? That's the thing. Your marketing isn't marketing. It's not like, it's not like emulating a sales page and being able to compare apples to apples. They've got to be able to emulate your personality, your persona, your charisma, your connection, your knowledge and your persistence. It's just, you're, if they do that for six months and they're interesting and they're serving and they're not getting results, then it's like when I would say, okay, something is wrong, but it, it, it's, and that's going to keep most people out of your com competition because they just aren't going to do that. I mean, most people will never do that. That that's incredible. Um, so I have seen Facebook because like we've joked, you you know, you will, you will haunt someone. By the way, what is your URL? Let's get, let's, let's get everybody here going to your site and, and seeing what we mean over the next, like, by the way, like for 12 weeks, everybody, she will come the for you. The know. best thing you can do is go to the lifecoachschool.com and sign up for scholars. That's what I highly recommend that you do immediately. <laughs> yep. So and the life school coach. The life, co life coach school, the life coach school. Why do I keep wanting to just change your name? Okay. I don't know. The life coach school school.com um, yeah. school everyone seriously go there and if you at least opt in and and watch her marketing and for those of you who want to see this i'm telling you right now if you go to the url and you don't join scholars she will it'll join you, join you. <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was and and i did join by the way so i mean it worked it was a long time and and i was studying it just really curious as a marketer and i noticed it was about exactly five to seven days the messaging changed so i was getting series of ads retargeting me to a, a landing page with a free pdf about something and then like five, five or seven days later like that something would change and i thought that was brilliant because most people do retargeting just like blah right but i could tell she had created windows so it's like oh this person had engaged with me within like seven days. You know, this person engaged with within seven and 14 days. Really, really cool stuff. What other sources of traffic? We talked a lot about Facebook. What do you do? YouTube ads? Do you do? TikTok I don't do YouTube ads. ads. We no. Oh, I think, no, we just started a TikTok, but we don't do ads there. So it's like Facebook, Instagram, and then we're doing Google and we just, we're testing Amazon ads right now, which are not performing that well. So it's, I don't know that I would recommend them, but um, one of the things I wanted to say was, one of the things I love about aggressive acquisition and spending a lot of money on the front is you have to have your stats dialed in because yeah. you can lose your ass if your ads aren't performing. Right. And so yeah. that's, what's so important. It's like, I just feel like it up levels your game. You're not looking for quick fixes. You're not in a hurry. You're not looking for quick money. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people who want to be in it for the long game and want to scale make mistake is they just want to cash in right now and have money in their pocket right now. And if you're willing that's, to wait for it, you're just going to be such a smarter businesswoman. That's everybody. Like seriously, it's 99%. I mean, I'm, I'm part of that and we're changing. So at learn all of that's changing now and it's changing because well i will say we have the luxury of changing it too right so we built yeah, the war chest 
we have great marketing assets and a huge team and all that. But having said that, I've learned so much. Someone recently asked me something and it got me really thinking and they said, what would you do different if you were starting all over again from 15, 16, yeah. 17 years ago? And I genuinely, one of my first answers was do less less products, less funnels, less everything, and have more focus. And so kind of what I'm going to now, I would do 15 years ago. Um, so first of all, Brooke, this has been an amazing interview. Thank you. I have learned a lot myself and I know everyone, you know, the thing is everyone that's listening, they're getting such a different dose um, during this, this session because they're getting a chance to really see that simplicity can win. Don't have, you know, you don't got to do everything in three weeks, give it time. A couple of questions I'll ask, and I think everyone listening will get a lot out of this is, what do you teach your life coaches? So here I am, I'm certified. How, what funnel, quote unquote, or what acquisition model are you teaching them to go out and get their first few clients? Like, let's say first 10 clients. Yeah, so it's a good question. So the first thing I tell them is, if you're brand new and you don't have any money and you're just starting, you have to pick the most specific market you can and become an expert at it. People. Mm need to know that you're speaking directly to them. When I have people that want to be life coaches and they just try and be general, like I have the luxury of doing that right now because I have a huge audience. I can be specific into pockets, but I can be a general life coach. If you're brand new to any industry, I think the more specific you can be, the better. And so that's like, we talk about all their niche drama that they have. Oh, I got to get the right one. It's no, you have to get, and my recommendation is always find someone who has a really painful problem and a lot of money <laughs> that they're willing to pay to have it solved. Like that's the easiest way to pick a niche. Don't pick, this is who I love. And I have the purpose of working with. Don't do that to yourself, mm -hmm. make money. And then you can enjoy your rainbows is what I say. So, yeah. and then the model that I recommend that they do is I have them do like a very basic opt-in that's very specific to their niche that solves a problem and send them to a consult call where they do, um, and I call it like a mini coaching session. And they basically on the coaching session on the call, take them from where they are now to where they want to be. They take them through that entire process and show them the difference between where they are and where they could be and how your program solves that problem for them. And then, um, um yeah, so they have a, a hmm. short call and then a follow-up series of emails. And then of course, put them into their indoctrination program, which most of them have a podcast or a blog or books that they send them through and just nurture a, a complete nurturing relationship with them. So when they need help with that specific issue, you will be the one that they work with, or they'll recommend it to someone. And if you want to know if your niche is small enough, I, I don't know how many brand new people you have, but it's like, can you think of someone when you tell someone what your niche is, can they think of someone they would recommend to you right now? And if they can't, mm. pro it's probably not specific enough. Love that. Okay. What about the traffic side for them? So how do they get people to that opt-in page? I recommend Facebook ads to start. Facebook ads. I think it's the Got simplest it. way for brand new business owners. I think learning how to do Facebook ads, learning how to, and I mean, obviously there's organic ways that you can do it too, by going into Facebook groups and infiltrating things like that. But I, when I first started running Facebook ads, I thought I had discovered the secret to the universe, like that you could send really that you could like yeah, send right. an ad to a page and make that money back right away. And it was basically mm -hmm. free. Like it's a no brainer. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Listen, if you guys are listening right now, come on. I haven't asked you for engagement because I wanted to make sure I had as much time for Brooke. But can we all just type in a big yes into that chat box right now? If you are blown away by what you've just heard, this is. And you know what, Brooke, I love is your answers are like, bam, boom, boom. No, no BS. No, you know, and I love that. That's why we finished this interview sooner than I was even hoping we'd finish it. But you can see all the all the yeses pouring in. Everyone, the lifecoachschool.com. I cannot I cannot encourage you enough to get involved with whatever Brooke is doing. You are going to absolutely love it. Um, I know I have, like I said, I was I have been through all of her stuff, partly to funnel hack her. But I'll tell you right now, if you're gonna funnel hack Brooke, you're gonna be disappointed because what you're gonna discover is that it's just her hard sweat work. It's her. She's the funnel, right? Like that's what that's it's her. It's her organization, which is brilliant. Um, it gives her a massive competitive advantage. But everyone can do that. You just need to take away her advice, which is be patient. All right. So thelifecoachschool.com. Brooke, any closing words? I'll leave it to you. Yeah, I think the the, the one last thing I would say, and those of you who are gonna kind of come over to my site and check it out is I think marketing and building a business as an entrepreneur is one of the most mentally challenging things you can do because there's so much failure involved. And I think way too many people give up way too quickly. So my piece of advice would be if you're new, if you're signing up, if you're trying to get to $50 million, whatever it is, it's totally available to you. There's been no time in history where we've been able to kick ass like we are now. You just can't give up. If your funnel fails, that's step one right? Just keep going and just keep working at it and don't throw everything away at once. It may just mean you need some tweaking. So be patient with that. Absolutely. Love it. All right. And everyone, I want you to pay attention to the session that's being done by Felicia in this summit because she's going to go over the exact funnel that Brooke just mentioned. She teaches to her students. That's Felicia's expertise. And she's going to share with you exactly how that works. So look at how all that works together. Brooke, Thank you so much for your time. You are awesome. I owe you one. You rock. Everybody, let's type in Brooke into the chat box to show us, show her your appreciation. And with that said, we're going to keep steamrolling right through this amazing event. Man, we, I have been learning a ton. I'm loving this. So over to back over to our amazing MC. Thanks for listening to The Fighting Entrepreneur with your host, Onyx Singal. 